0: If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. Hobo, bum, tramp, vagrant. Homeless people are called a variety of names and a prevalent stereotype about them is that they are all drug addicts and alcoholics. Experts cannot agree whether addiction leads to homelessness or homeless people are at high risk of becoming addicts. One thing is clear, however, Addiction and homelessness are both critical problems that are interlinked. People living on the streets with addiction problems and co-occurring mental illness are some of the most vulnerable groups in society. As the government and organizations work on long-term solutions to the problem, such as increased affordable housing and assistance programs, we must address the crisis situation of fellow Americans living in the streets. We can help ease the suffering of struggling people by getting involved and helping to support them in our own local communities. One such initiative in our local community is an idea developed and implemented by Grant Denton, a Spartan helping recovering addicts help themselves with the placement of karma boxes starting to show up all over northern Nevada. Hi, Grant. Hello. So let's talk about this... um, How you came up with this idea of a karma box and maybe some people are noticing that they're showing up, but if I've never seen one, I wouldn't know what it is.
1: It's an easy, accessible way for people to give back on a small scale. I think a lot of times people think that if you have to volunteer, it paints this picture that it's going to be, you're going to have to do a lot. Like, you know, you're going to have to chip out a lot of time in your day. And it's not true. Like you can do little things. And I think the idea is, we've mentioned before, I was... I was homeless, and I know that a lot of times when I was tr- I was a homeless addict, and when, when I was trying to work my way out of that that bubble, um, I'd get frustrated because I would want to I'd want to hurry up and get a job, and I would want to hurry up and do things, and I never had anybody to tell me that you don't have to do everything now. It's just it's small improvements. You just need to improve just a little bit a day, and it's this it's the same. Gig with it's the same scenario with uh, with the karma boxes. If we can just give just a little bit a day, then it'll foster this sense of of giving that'll eventually grow to something. Do you, do, it makes it it makes it a part of you. Do you know?
0: Right. So this karma box is being placed. I think there's how many out in our in 14. Carson City and well northern Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about 14. There are these very cool looking boxes. And what are you encouraging people to put in these boxes?
1: Uh, Non-perishable foods, um, socks, toiletries, uh, razors, uh, tampons, things like this. Things that like would... uh could, could benefit somebody on the streets or in so it, and it's not just necessarily for homeless I've had people message me that uh, afterwards thinking you know message the karma box page thanking us that uh, her and her kids were walking to the school bus on Monday and they, they the kids were hungry she didn't really have anything for them and she grabbed something out
0: so, so why the term karma box
1: I, I think it makes sense they have uh, they have something like this in uh, they have another thing like this it's called the 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 pantry uh the Um, the community pantry and, uh, and what, and, and, and they do, what they do is they fill, they have a pantry that fills the box up with food, builds the box and fills it. And I, and I think that, uh, that's cool, but it, but it takes out the community element. You know, um, so that, and like with this box, we'll have members of the community build it. We have people donate the, the, uh, the uh, materials. You have the artists that donate the art. And then you have everybody in the community filling it. So it makes it, it ties everybody together. You take one idea and you tie a bunch of people together. And somehow, some, and especially with the, if you look at the Facebook page, all these people are are, are, are some, somehow of ownership of their community now th- through this little box. And whatever sock they put in it or beanie or if they fill them all up you know that and so that's i like the idea of uh what you put out into the universe comes comes back to you and and if you can if you can put out a a lot of positive vibes then eventually these things will come back and if we can foster that idea that it's it's not just about fixing things it's about just putting out good
0: Well, well, let's talk about it because, you know, there's always going to be a lot of people that says, well, if you continue to support the homeless, they're always going to be homeless, right? Mm -hmm. So you said you were on the street, and I know you're doing a lot of work through the Life Change Center. I'll
1: I'll talk about that. Yeah, but
0: (laughs) we'll we'll get to that. But so, you know, how do we bust that stereotype? Because if I'm someone who is just right on that edge and all I need is, you know, brush my teeth and shave so i can go apply for a job where else would i get that you know and
1: so somebody commented they're like why why are you why would anybody do this because you're um, because the, the, there's, the shelter does give places and there are places that give them out and it's consistent. The boxes aren't going to be consistent. Sometimes it'll have a toothbrush. Sometimes it'll have food. Sometimes it'll have a shirt and maybe you don't need a shirt. You're not going to brush your teeth with a shirt. You wouldn't go them specific, go to them specifically for specific things. You would, you would pass by and if there's something in there you need, you can have it. The, the idea is that like it's not going to cure homelessness. It's not going to fix anybody's addiction. What it's going to do is let somebody know that somebody like cares on a small scale. You don't have to do things big. I think the idea, and that's why the boxes aren't big. They're small. So you do things on a small scale. And if you can like put that idea out there that it's not, a, it's like it's not, we, we, we try to do too many big things too fast. We're trying to fix stuff. Just care about somebody just a little bit and then, and then and then spread that. And I think that's, I know that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean,
0: I just went through and cleaned out all you know, I travel extensively, cleaned out all my shampoos and so I'm gonna I've bagged them up and I'm gonna stick them in a karma box. Yeah. They're not doing me any good living under my sink, where if somebody has the opportunity to clean themselves and feel good about themselves just in that moment because somebody cared, why not?
1: yeah and 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 they know that they know that somebody put that in there selflessly like in, in the and it's a indirect way of connecting with people and letting them know that people care and, and i know that like there's uh families that want to do things for people they want to take their kids and want to do stuff for people but it sometimes can be unsafe like a lot of reasons people are homeless is behavioral and and mental you know me, their you know mental issues and uh and and it can be scary. I worked at the shelter. I, I I get it. So if you can put them in a safe place where people will utilize them, where one bubble overlaps the other bubble, right in the middle there, you can you can help people safely on a small scale, and and families get an opportunity to plant these seeds with their kids, right? You should see. I mean, if you've seen the page, you see these kids are super happy. Matter of fact, a. Uh, a uh, school, um, it's called the Tahoe Expedition Academy, is coming down on the 24th to do a karma box uh, field trip. The kids are going to meet me at the karma box in the city. And we're going to talk to them about giving back and the value of that, like on a, on, a, on a small scale, how it can grow to something bigger and how they help just a little bit. And um, and we're going to go tour all the karma boxes. They're, 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 they're doing a drive right now for the for the stuff to put in well, it.
0: Well, you just put one up, uh, up at the Washoe County Jail, right? Yep. So uh, Sheriff Balaam, yeah. you know, same thing. If somebody walks out of jail, what next?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, it, well, and and, and, uh, and there, there might not, and another yeah. thing is, there might not be something in there you want. You might not want what's in there. But it's the idea that like there's something there and there could be. And there's the idea that like, and sometimes that's real life. Sometimes people might not be able to get you what you need. But it's but it's but it's the idea that, that people do care. I think that's that's the most important gig.
0: Well, and it seems to be an initiative that's kind of on fire, right? Yeah. I mean, you've been out there, you've been talking about it. You're talking to, I think you said you're going to be kind of on a national tour, talking to what middle school students el- el- or elementary, elementary. Yeah, let's talk about that.
1: We're going. Um, I teamed up with uh, with Brian uh, Williams from the Think Kindness project and. Uh, and um, and so we're going to be. Spe- I'm going to go speak around the country to elementary school kids, and we're th- and, and what we want to do is implement the uh, the Karma Box projects in elementary schools. We've done it out here at uh, at Huntsberger, at the Montessori school in Carson, at um, at the Honors Academy of Literature. They they have boxes. They're working on them right now, and then we're going to go to Doral and do it. But like it's cool to like get a bunch of kids in on something that they have ownership of, right? They get they own that box from the third grade to the fourth grade, when they're in high school, that box is theirs. Right. And they own that and they have a piece of their community of giving back. Every time somebody puts something in that box, that kid had a role in giving, do you know? And I, I think that's why it's brilliant for, for schools. And, um, Like, I I remember when I was a kid, my grandpa, he was, uh, he's an electrician, owned an electrical business in in Vegas. And I would drive with him and he pointed all these buildings. He's like, I wired that building, I wired that building. He was so happy that he wired these buildings and he like had some weird ownership of this town because he put some wire in a building. And then when I was 16, I drove around with my little girlfriends and I would point out the buildings my grandpa wired, my grandpa wired that, my grandpa wired that. And I had some weird third party ownership. This and so and think about that. Like the, the artist, not it's not just the artist that owns it, it's anybody that, that knows that artist. And it's not just the guy that built the box that, that owns that box. It's anybody that knows him. Do you know? And then it and, and that's even more of a web of tying people together to one thing. Do you know? What one yeah. idea?
0: Now are you because you work for the Life Change Center, we'll talk about that in the second half. Uh, do you put any literature in there regarding that? Or is this not a place to I, you know
1: <laughs> I don't work for the Life Change Center. Oh. I did. And oh, that's okay. where it started. Okay. I started a, a program for him. So John, uh, John Firestone gave me a chance. I was between jobs and he, uh, he saw, I went and spoke uh, at the, you know, to their counselors, one, the, all the counselors there one time. And he, uh, he, he liked the way I spoke. And when he found out I was looking for a job and he called me up and he's like, Grant, um, so I know you're looking for a job right now. I want to hire you. I'm like, ah, perfect. And he's like, but I don't have a position for you. I'm like, ah. That's so, so, uh, so cool. Um, but he was like, if you can come up with something, sell me on something, I'll create a position for you. And so I came up with this uh, this idea for a program called the Spartan Program. And that's where I would take re- people recovering from heroin and pill addiction that are in the MAT program, the Medi- medically assisted treatment program. And I would take them out to the community and have them, you know, uh, Paint a wall or have them, uh, you know, re- refurbish a, a house that was run down or we would go we'd go to the Westcare when it was open, the detox. And we would do maintenance work there and uh, and give them purpose, like connect them to their community. But the thing with, with that was, is that um, it was inconsistent. And I think that if you're going to do a program, you have to mirror what you want the people in the program to do. So if we have a program for. Recovering addicts that you know um, felt you know have a problem with consistency, and our program isn't consistent. Then there's kind of a kind of an issue there. So I, I wanted something that was consistent. So we came up with this box idea, kind of like the library box. Game. Yeah, the this, free
0: books, the yeah, little books. Yeah, but it was
1: something that would be utilized and something that will tie everybody together. You can get as many people on one. It's really simple, and you can get a lot of people tied into one idea. And so we so I, I started uh, having them build boxes. And then that's, that's actually where that come from. But when I moved from the live Chain center to, the sh- to be a supervisor at the shelter, um, members of the community started building boxes. It just kept, it had, a, it had its own little momentum and kept rolling.
0: Very cool. We have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Grant Denton who is the force behind the karma boxes that are starting to pop up all over northern Nevada and hopefully a, an initiative that maybe will carry across the country. We'll be right back.
1: If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International.
0: Pension Home Buyers. Come to our free Reno Home Buyers Seminar Saturday, April 20th from 1030 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Lake Ridge Conference Room at 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Find out about current interest rates, the local housing economy. Learn the real facts about your mortgage credit score, budgeting for a home, down payment requirements, and much, much more. Come to get all the facts and learn what it takes to purchase your very own home. It's the Reno Homebuyers Seminar, Saturday, April 20th from 1030 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Lake Ridge Conference Room at 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200 in Reno. The hot weather will be here before you know it, and I'd like you to know how cool my home was last summer thanks to Suntech Solar Screening. The great people at Suntech are amazing because the company is amazing. My home was so much more comfortable. Up to 90% of the heat from the sun no longer comes in through my big living room windows. Cooler and more comfortable thanks to Suntech Solar Screening. Springtime is the best time to call to get Suntech Solar before the summer rush and get a 10% discount. Call Daryl at 775 352 9396 for an estimate. Suntech Solar Screening 352 9396 or visit SolarScreensOfReno.com and tell them Sherry Hill sent you. Having a great conversation with Grant Denton, who is the brainchild behind the karma boxes that are starting to pop up all over Northern Nevada. And people are excited. They wanna contribute. They're feeling good about what they're contributing. But let's talk about the fact that, you know, we do definitely have a homeless problem in this community. From the youth homeless that have no place to sleep at night to the big overflow shelters where we have way too many people. And I know things are starting to happen. Grant, my question to you, you're part of all of this now. Why is it taking so long for solutions?
1: I think it's a, uh, a so it's a couple of things. What, what's, I think it's a cart before the horse kind of gig. I think sometimes we, uh, we react instead of be, being proactive and that's just that just covers a lot of it. Right. The, right. And there's not affordable housing before these hotels were shut down. We we, we get it. Right. And um, but they're doing that. And then they're, they're the campus is overflowing. And the, the volunteers of America have a specific uh, way to operate for a specific number of people to serve. And a lot of times their their staff is overwhelmed because, um, and it's not that like it's bad to, when, when food servers from other elements come out, it, they're difficult. It's difficult to manage. You know.
0: Let's talk about the fact that, you know, there's, there's a difference to me from homeless uh-huh. and street people. so homeless is i'm the 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 wife that walks out of an abusive relationship with two kids and now all of a sudden i have no other opportunity but i am homeless versus street people because you said you were on the street Mm -hmm. you were an addict that was by choice oh yeah right Mm -hmm. and so what was it what was the defining moment when you finally figured out gee this is probably not the lifestyle i want to have for the rest of my (laughs) life Versus those that don't, and I think that's where a lot of frustration comes in, right?
1: Yeah. So it's 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 everything happening at the right time, and you you have to know that like people that are uh, street folks, most of them that are addicts and that are living that lifestyle, squatting in houses, uh, sometimes and sometimes you sleep on the streets. Sometimes you meet up with a bunch of other addicts, and you guys come up with great ideas and squat in a house or wh- whatever. Like it's 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 hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. And a lot of times you get caught up in a survival survival mode, where drugs are primary because you need them to survive. When you're not taking your heroin or or, or even the meth, you're not motivated. And if you're, it's not heroin, then you're in a withdrawal. So like the, that withdrawal is is the worst pain that you've ever felt to the person experiencing it. So to avoid that pain, heroin or pills becomes paramount, or even alcohol. Right when you're when mm-hmm. you're withdrawing from alcohol, it's very very dangerous, and uh, and that's paramount. So when you make it. Then that becomes a survival mechanism. In order for you to survive, you have to do these things. And you're so fixed on this that it's it's difficult. You can't grow and you can't protect yourself at the same time. It's either one or the other. Either moving this way, or you're, or you're, or you're stagnant, protecting yourself. And, and when you're in a survival mode, you're you're protecting yourself, and you're protecting yourself from the withdrawals, you're protecting yourself from the law, right? You're protecting mm-hmm. yourself from all these things. You have an inability. Well, to family,
0: grow. I imagine, because yeah. they don't know what to do anymore.
1: Or, or, or they <laughs> do like that? My family completely cut me off. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. It sounds silly, but it, but it was, they had, they, my mom trespassed me. My granny said she's going to stop sending me money because she used to help me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they completely cut me off, which was the best thing that ever happened to me. But what has to, what happened to me also was I was pulled out of the element and was pulled out long enough and had enough of the positive things feeding me, like with the books that my granny was sending me. And I had that paradigm shift where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore I'm done and aggressively done you know and I think that that's that's kind of what I think when people like get locked up like we were talking earlier I think if you're gonna lock them up you have a captive audience you go to work on them do you know you don't just lock them up and then spit them right back out when you get pulled out of an element it's like you're a piece of a puzzle right and you pull yourself out of the puzzle and when you're out in jail or when you're in rehab and you start reading and you start changing and taking responsibility for things that that your role in your life like wait a minute i did that that was me right and then you you can feel a little empowered like i did that okay if i did that i can undo it right and you can you start taking responsibility and your shape starts to change and then we kick you out of jail or rehab and then you try to fit back into the same puzzle and it doesn't work And in order for you to like fit back into something, either you have to create a new puzzle around you with new different shapes, different people, different mindsets, or you have to go back to the same shape that you were before, which is a relapse and you're back in the same cycle again. And I think that if we have, um, while we have a captive audience, we go to work on them and we set up uh, an exit strategy, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so you're working at the shelter and you're obviously working with this population well, or.
1: I'm not working at the oh, shelter. Okay. So I was working at the shelter. And then for, for, uh, for a few months. I'm going to catch
0: up with you. And, yes. and then from,
1: from the shelter, I got offered a job as the um, as the operations manager for the downtown renal partnership, the business improvement district. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I am I'm still working with the homeless population, but, uh, but on a different on a different level
0: okay well let, let's get back to so part of the thought process around how do we give somebody maybe a little bit of a hand up versus a handout yes. per se is your karma boxes mm-hmm. which are these very cool boxes that are being placed in front of different businesses or different areas in northern nevada and you want to encourage people that want to help someone fill them with Toiletries, non-perishable, but non-per can goods with a pop top. Not, I need a can opener. Yeah. right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Water, beanie caps in the winter. I think that. Uh, but the coolest thing I ever saw was Packashell and I. We went and spoke to this preschool about um, about you know giving back, and we gave them a karma box. The one that's on Sierra and uh, 11th Sierra, right next to the theater. That one was painted by the by the Reno Co-op Family Preschool. And uh, when we presented it to them, they were like, after the, uh, you know, after we spoke with them, they, the couple of the families came up and were like, hey, can we come down and, and make sandwiches and give them to the shelter? And we're like, absolutely. So one family made sandwiches and this other family didn't. But what they did do, because they were running late, they didn't have time. So they're just going to show up. Right. But one of the, the nine-year-old girl took index cards and with a crayon and, with, and, and, and how, she, she wrote the, the kind statements like somebody loves you. You're a good friend. You have nice hair. And she wrote these on 90 index cards and we went to the veranda at the shelter. And so you get it. And if you watch, you'll watch the clients there. They'll give them a sandwich and they're like, hey, yeah, thank you. And then they give them the card and they're like, what is it? And confused look on their face and they look at the card and it says, somebody loves you. And then they'll fold it and they'll put it in their pocket and weeks, months from them, they'll have this index card. And I think... That's a great idea, too. Yeah, positive,
0: positive messages. Yeah. So there's no like hard and fast rule what I can put in the box. Obviously, it has to be useful. Or when you think about who might be reaching into that box, if I'm someone who is living in the streets, I'm a youth living in the street. Uh, a lot of young women living in the streets, right? So yeah. like you said, um, feminine hygiene products, things that we take for granted that maybe you have a closet full to go, why don't I help someone today?
1: Yes. And they're also uh, the the one at the at the melting pot, they've put hooks on the side for people to hang jackets. Um, this crew of ladies was going around and tying scarves during the winter onto the, onto the poles of some. And... Uh, on Valentine's Day, they put um, they put stamped cards that they could write to a loved one and just put in an envelope and send, like just really cool stuff. Yeah, and So, are so sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, it, I, what I wouldn't do though is I seen someone put an iron
0: in one. Oh, iron one. Oh, so cloak. this is this is not a uh, collection box for yeah. the stuff that you want to donate to other charities. Yeah. So Grant Denton, who is the thought leader around the karma box grant if people want to find out more about the karma box if it's something they want to put in their own community or they want to put things in it where's the best place for them to find out more
1: on on facebook at karma box project
0: okay and you are going to be marching around the country here talking to your passion is elementary school because that's a great place to plant the seed
1: yeah and yeah and they got a crazy energy like me i I, I identify (laughs) with elementary school kids
0: (laughs) but it is for everyone and hopefully this is something that's going to take off around around the world actually and maybe it's a small chunk in the Uh, helping at the systemic level from the homeless situation to really a way for every one of us to give back at least something if you want. Yep. Right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Everything matters, right? And, and, And small is okay. Small is good.
0: Well, and just sometimes, like you say, that one... Message, one item can move someone from I don't want to live like this anymore to I want to be more responsible for what I'm doing or I'm just desperate and but somebody cared enough to. If you
1: listen yeah. to people's stories that started on the on the bottom and worked their way up, it's usually the, the catalyst is something really small. The catalyst is always something really small. It's it's usually not something big. It's something small that happened, and right at the right time when their mind was right there, and that thing happened, boom, right. And and that's usually it. When you when you hear people's success stories, they're like, I, you know, something something happened that was small that like triggered. Well, and
0: this. and that same catalyst can happen into the positive. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So very cool. All right, I want to thank you for joining me today, Grant Denton. The Karma Box. Go out check it out on Facebook. And thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.